Gemara Rosh Hashanah Daf Lamid Aleph. Today's Daf is being studied the Ani Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Fuah Shlema Eliyahu Hayim Ben Shafia Sofia. El Narefana Lo El Narefana Lo El Narefana Lo Refat Nefesh Vatagup. Fuah Toker Malavo Nechini Asom Nomar. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Lamid Aleph Amudri Shom, and we start. On the first line, Tanya, we have a brayta. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishum, Rabbi Akiva, Barishon Mahayu Omrim. On the first day of the week, we call that Sunday. What was the shir that the Levim used to sing on the Dukhan when they used to bring the korban? La Hashem Ares Umnoah. Right, that's the David Mizmor. La Hashem Ares Umnoah. That would that would be. In the Tehillim, Chav Dalid. Okay. Now, what's the reason why they would say that one? Al Shem Shekana, God acquired Vehikna and gave over the world Veshalit Beolamo and is uh, in control of his world. Now she says. He acquired it. How did he acquire the Shemaim Vahadis? By creating it. Vikna. And then he gave it over to the inhabitants. He created it in order to give it over to human beings. And the angels, even the angels weren't created until, the, until Monday. So therefore, on the first day... God was alone. That's why we say, Mi kavod. God was the Melech kavod. He was, he was all alone. Basheni, ma yuomrim. What did they say, the Levim on Yom Sheni? Gadol Hashem umhulal me'od. That chapter in the Tehillim. Al Shem shechilek ma'asav. God divided his creation. Umalach alehin. And ruled over them. That she says, Hivdil Rakia bin Elyonim the Tahtonim. He divided the uh, Shamayim, which means originally it was all uh, connected. So God put the sky in between to separate between Shamayim and Aret. And God went up, Vyashav Bamarom, and he sat way up. Dugmat. Which means, like the Pasuk says, that God went into the Har Kocho, into his, into his uh, high place, into his mountain, similar to, let's say, Yerushalayim. Uh, Just like Harabayit has the Shekhinah resting over there, as opposed to every place outside Yerushalayim. So too, God created the world, so there's Marom is like Yerushalayim, where he is in the place where there's and then there is everywhere else. Okay. Beshilishi, because that, that chapter on Monday, talks about Yefei Nof, Mesos Kola Ares, Hal Siyon, Yerketeh Safon, Kiryat Melech Rav, it's all talking about Yerushalayim. So what's it got to do with that? Because just like Yerushalayim, has the Shekhinah in it, in a concentrated uh, level more than any other place. So God, on Yom Sheni, he went up to the Shamayim. 
he separated himself, so to speak, and put his dwelling uh, there in the Shabbat, it was similar to Harkotcho, to God's uh, Harabayat. Okay, that's the connection. Beshilishi on Yom Shilishi, Ayu Omrim, Elohim Nisav Ba'adat El. Al Shem Shigila Eres Be'chokmato, God revealed the earth on Yom Shilishi, the whole earth was covered with water, God revealed the earth with his wisdom, Ve'chin Tebel La'adatos, and therefore prepared the world, the earth, for his for his people, for his for his congregation. That she says, In the place where the Aida stands. Right? Let the Yabasha be seen. Okay? And that's what it says, Shem Nisav El. That God now, um, The way he explains over here from the Maharsha, because all this talks about judgment. So it judges the world. It says, So the world exists as a result of the Mishpat, the, the, the world that God revealed. In order that if flood waters don't come and cover it. It's like the Dora Mabul. They destroyed the world, they brought the water back. Remember this talks about the judgment that the human beings give on earth in order to keep the world in, uh, 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 in existence, in, uh, to keep it um, intact, exactly. It's the God of vengeance. On that day, God created the sun and the moon. And God is going to take revenge against those that serve the sun worshippers and the moon worshippers. So, instead of them understanding the greatness of Akadosh Baruch Hu, that He created these celestial bodies to serve Him, they went and they served the bodies themselves. In the Kamot Hashem, today the revenge came into the world. Because God now is going to take retribution against all the Ovdeh uh, Hama and Ovdeh Levana. Bahamishi, Hayu Omrim, Harninu Lelohim Ozenu. Sing a song to our God. Why, why that day? Al Shem Shibara Ofot Vedagim, the Shabayah Lishmo. On that day, God created the birds, and He created the fish, in order that we could praise the Kadosh Baruch Hu, that we could praise, that she says, Kishe Adam Re'ofot Meshunim, He showed the different birds. Zem Mizeh Noten Shebach Lemishibira'am. It's fascinating. She says, Kishe Re'ofot. She really don't see the fish, the fish are under the water. So therefore, He says, when you see the wonderful bird, the creation, so therefore you... Uh, Praise God. Bashishi on Friday, Hayu Omrim, Hashem Malach, Geut Lavesh. Al Shem Shigamar Melachto, Umalach Alehim. The world was complete on Friday when God created Adam, and now God ruled over, God ruled over the world. Like the Pasuk says, Aftikon Tebel. The world became stable. Tikon Tebel. He established the world. The world was finished 
on Yom Shishi. Afti Kontebel, Balsamot. Now it's not going to, it's not going to crumble. It's not going to, 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 to fall. Bashivyai, Shabbat. Hayomrim is more she leom Shabbat. Leom Shekulo Shabbat. Referring to the day that's going to be all Shabbat. As she says, Shaati Daolam liyot Harev. In the coming time where the world is going to be destroyed, ve'en adam ve'chol ha'melachot ve'en adam. There's not going to be any people. Ve'chol ha'melachot shoftot. No more work. Val oto yom omim shir shul Shabbat. This is referring to the thousand years after the year six thousand. The Gemara says, "Olam harev." The world is going to be destroyed. It's going to be a total cessation of life the way we know it. So, Mizmor Shil Leyom Shabbat, Leyom Shekulo Shabbat. God's day is a thousand years. Ki elef shanim be'anecha, ki yom etmol ki avor. So, therefore, that's referring to not the seventh day of the week. The first six days, Levim sing a song regarding the six days of creation, where the seventh day is referring to Leyom Shekulo Shabbat, the thousand years of, uh, of, you know, cessation of life as the way we know it. Amar of Nehemiah, and said, Mara'a Rabbi Akiva, that's the Gersav the Masurat Tashas, because all this was the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Mara Rabbi Akiva, Lehalek Ben Aperakim Alalu. What did Rabbi Akiva see that he divided, meaning the first six are referring to Shishchim and Masim Rishit, and the seventh is referring to the future. What was the Mehalek? Ela, so he has a new interpretation. are the same six of Rabbi uh, Akiva. Oh, Bashivi'i al Shem Sheshavat. Meaning, Mizmor Shiliyom Shabbat, that's referring to the seventh day with God. God rested. There was a cessation of, of work. So he's learning with the Briyat Ha'olam. What's the root of their Mahloket? The root of their Mahloket is in Rav Katina. Why would Rav Katina say? The Amar of Katina, Shita al-Feshaneha ve'alma. The world is going to exist for 6,000 years. Ve'had haruf. And then for 1,000, it's going to be destroyed. Shere'emar, ve'nizgab Hashem le'bado ba'yomahu. Which God is going to be elevated alone, or saved. God means the only one left in the world. No one's going to be destroyed, but it's covered still in the door. And God's going to remain alone. Now, that's the opinion of who? Of Katina. Abaye Amar, Tre Haruf. He says, no, it's going to be 2,000 years of destruction. Tre Amar, Yehayenu Miyomayin. Give us life from the two days. From the 2,000 years of destruction, we pray to give us life. So therefore, comes out we have a great mahlokit. How long is this? situation going to be. So therefore, according to Rabbi Akiva, he holds like Rav Katina. And that's going to be a thousand. 
שזה במזמור של ליום השבת, ליום שקרונו שבת, זה יום איזה תאוזן יאז. Whereas according to them, Nehemiah says, no, it's going to be 2,000 years. So then we cannot learn regarding that period because it's not one day. It's two days, meaning 2,000 years. So then he learned is referring to the actual seventh day of the week where God uh, stopped his melacha. Good, that's the mahlok between the Akiba and the Mechariah based on how many years is the world going to be in that state of uh, destruction. Then it comes back. Then it comes back. The question is, what are we doing during those thousand years? Are we in the Olam Some say that that's going to happen only after the Mashiach and only after the Hayat HaMetim. Then you have this situation of the metamorphosis of the world and you come back. In Musaf of Shabbat, what did they say? Now we might go back to the Levim. When they brought the Korban Musaf on Shabbat, what was the uh, song? Amar Rav Anan Bar Rav, Amar Rav, Haziv Lach. Now, Haziv Lach is actually an acronym for the six aliyot, the way you break up parashat Ha'azinu. Rashi. Haziv Lach, parashat shirat Ha'azinu, cholkin otal shisha perakim. Harishon Ha'azinu. Okay, that's Ha'azinu, uh, that's the Hashini Zechor Yemot Olam. That's the second Aliyah. Hashirishi Yerkibeu Abamu Te'aref. Harbi'i Vayar Hashem Vayinas. Ad Kan Shisha Pesukim Leperek. Each one of those has six Pesukim. Each one of those uh, Aliyot. Umikan Vayilach Shemona Pesukim Leperek Ahamishi. Then you have eight Pesukim in the sixth, in the fifth Perek. Lunei Ka'as Oyev Agur. That starts with the Lamed. And then Hashishi Ki Yadin Hashem Amor. And then you have the seventh Aliyah, you finish the parasha. So therefore, he's telling you that they would read in Musaf of Shabbat, the parasha Ba'azinu, with the, with the divisions. Haziv Lach. Now we'll see exactly, did they read this all in one week? Or did they alternate? You know, they would start the, the first Aliyah, the first week, and the next Aliyah, they would pick up where they left off. We'll see exactly if it was in one shot, or it was... Um, in separate weeks. Just like they would divide it up, the Levim, when they did it in the Bet HaMikdash, which means when uh, somebody goes up to the, the Torah, we have the Aliyot on uh, Shabbat, you split up Parashat Ha'azinu according to this uh, formula, Haziv Lach. Normally a regular Parashat, the Hazan, the Baal Korek, can divide it up as he sees fit. He can make the aliyot so long as it's following the rules. He can make, make the aliyot whatever he wants. But the Gemara is saying, okay, when it comes to Parashat Ha'azinu, the rule is Haziv Lach. you got to follow this one, at least for the first six aliyot, and the rest you read Shavayi. B'minha de Shabbetah, or B'minha de Shabbetah, B'minha de Shabbat, Ma'ayu Omnin, Amar B'yohanan, Az Yashir, that Shirat Ayyam, until Micha Mocha, U Micha Mocha, Really, Azhar Shir is divided into two parts. The Azhar Shir until Micha Mokha and the Micha Mokha to the end. Rashi says, Ad Sof Hashira. The Azhar Shir. And then Azhar Shir Yisrael Da'ali Be'er. That was the Shir of Miriam. The Shir of the Be'er of Miriam. The two Azhar Shir in the Torah. The Azhar Shir Moshe Ibn Yisrael and Azhar Shir Yisrael, the Shir Ali Be'er. That's referring to the... Why don't we switch Mircha Shabbat? 
Maybe they said all three. Maybe it's the same question that we're going to ask on Musaf, we're going to ask on Minha. Did they say all these three in one week, or did they alternate? No, I mean, in the morning, you said Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when you said for Shachrit, you would say the same one in Minha again, right? You say that? Sunday, the one you said in the morning, you would say in the afternoon. Yes. Why only Shabbat? Only same as Moshe and Shabbat. Just. And the because it's Shabbat. It's special. Iba'ilehu. Hanekulehu. All these items, meaning Hagziv Lach and uh, the Az Yashir and Michamocha, did they do it in one Shabbat? Did they read the whole Azinu in Musaf? Or did they say one chapter a week? Meaning it would take six weeks to finish the Azinu, it would take three weeks to finish the Az Yashir uh, program, right? Tashema. Detanya Amar Biyoseh Ad Sharishona Omeret Ahas Shiniya Chozeret Shetayim Shmamina Kol Shabeta Veshabeta Amrehad Shmamina. The Gemara says, by the time the first group went one round, the second group went two rounds. The first group was Hazinu. There were six parts. So by the time the first group went through one cycle of Azinu, it took six weeks. The second group of the Az Yashir and the Mishamokha and the Az Yashir went twice. So therefore you see they did it one chapter a week. They didn't do it all in one shot. Amar of Yehuda, Bar'idi, Amar of Yohanan. Eser Masa'ot Nasa'a Shekhina Mekira'eh. We have Pesukim to prove to us that the Shekhinah traveled ten times until it finally left. When Jerusalem was destroyed, the Shekhinah didn't just leave us in one day. It gradually left uh, different places that it was until finally it left us in totality. So there were ten different uh, station stops of the Shekhinah. Esr Masod, Nasa'at Shekhinah, Mekira'eh. And that's really from the uh, Pesukim. That she says on the second column, fourth line down. There's two columns here on this page of Nashi. Esther Masaot, Mishum Da'ayri Manitim Betakanot Shel Yavne. Since we were discussing the Takanot that the Yohanan made in Yavne, Nakat Le'acha. Because we're going to discuss as well that the Sanhedrin also were exiled ten times. And one of the places the Sanhedrin exiled themselves was to Yavne. So therefore we're learning this way. Just like the Shekhinah had ten places that it, that, that, that it traveled to, so to the Sanhedrin went to ten places. And one of the places was Yavne. Since we talked about Yavne, so therefore that's why I bring this Gemara. And similarly, the Sanhedrin went into Galut, that's the Sanhedrin of 71 rabbis. Now that's really tradition. We have no Pesukim to prove that. That's all tradition. Now the Gemara starts. We have 10 places the Shekhinah travel. This is from Pesukim. It started on the Kaporet. The Kaporet is the cover of the Aron. Originally, the Shekhinah rested on the Kaporet itself. 
And then it went from the Kaporet above to the Krub. The Kirubim were the cherubs. In Moshe Rabbeinu's time, the cherubs were actually sitting on the Aron itself. In Shilomor's times, they were resting on the floor, hovering over the, kapo, uh, over the Aron. Umikruv lekruv. Now again, this uh, kruv lekruv, it went from one kruv to another kruv. Now according to the uh, Agaot Abach, going to see that he actually, <clears throat> he takes out mikruv lekruv. Okay, v'tevotu mikruv lekruv nimhak. Because as we're going to see the pesukim, the Gemara cannot bring a pasuk, does not bring a pasuk to prove that it went from one kruv to another. Umikruv lemiftan. From the kruv it went to the miftan. Miftan would be the uh, threshold of the Bible. That's what now it's going outside. It's leaving the Beit Hamikdash, so it went to the threshold. Umimiftan lachaser. Then it went into the courtyard. Umachaser lemizbeach. Then from the chaser it went to the mizbeach achitzon. That's the outer mizbeach, as opposed to the mizbeach that was in the kodesh. Umimizbeach legag. Then the shechinah went up to the roof. Umigag lechoma. And then it went to the uh, to the wall. To the walls. Right, of Yerushalayim. Umechomal la'ir, then it went to the city. Umeir lahar, then it went to Harazetim, the Shekhinah. Umehal midbar, then it went to the midbar, to the desert. Umemidbar, alta, biyashpa, bimkoma. Then after the midbar, it went up and went to its place. So it was a gradual, gradual situation. The reason why Borealam did it that way is to give the people a chance to make the shuvah. Slowly, slowly, they saw the concentration of the Shekhinah was leaving them. That would uh, motivate them to make Shekhinah. So all this happened very, very slowly. Right? God says at the end, I'm going back to my place. Now the Gemara is going to prove all this that we just said from the Pesukim themselves. How do you know that for the first... Uh, the first section. That it went from the crew, from the kapore to the crew, and from the crew to the miftan. How do you know that? The For God says, I'm going to speak to you from above the kapore. Then God rested on the crew itself. So the first pasuk was on the kapore. And then God went above the kapore to the crew. Then the Shekhinah went to the Miftah. All these are documented in the Pesach. Miftah, Lachaser, Dekhtiv. Ve'imalei Abayit, Te'anan, Ve'achaser, Malei'ah, Etnoga, Kevod Hashem. The Chaser then filled up the aura and the light of Hashem. Ma'chaser, Lamezbeach, Dekhtiv, Ra'iti, Etashem, Nisav, Right, the Prophet says, I saw the Shekinah resting by the Mizbeach. That's a pasuk. That's referring to the Shekinah Shilomah Melech said that. That it was better for God to rest on the roof than to rest downstairs with the Chasmashal uh, of the Jewish people that put a Salem in the Hechal. That put a Abu and the, the pasuk actually says, if you want the full pasuk, the way the pasuk says, Tov Nashevet Alpinat Gag. Better for God to rest on the roof, corner of the roof, 
מאשת מדיינים ובית חבר. That to go down to the אשת מדיינים, to the wife that is uh, quarreling and bickering, in this case over here, the Jewish people were bringing עבודת זרה תרחל, so therefore better for God to be upstairs. מגג לחומה, from the roof to the, uh, to the wall, that the Shekhinah was resting on that would be uh, I guess the plumbed wall the straight walls of Yerushalayim uh, the voice of God then was called from the city that was Harazetim that was east of the city. It's better for God to sit in the Midbar than to be by the mountain. So that's the, uh, that's what it is. Now that she just tells us over here, that you know, originally when it says Uchbod so it went from the Kruv to the to the Arabah to the to the Miftan. So Rashi says originally it started on the Kaporet. Rashi learned that there was no explicit pasuk that it was on the Kaporet. But from the fact that it says it went from the Kruv to the Miftan, we assume that it started not on the Kruv, it started from lower place, which was the kaporet itself, mm-hmm. in the times of Yehoshkel, that's when it left the kaporet, well, it only stayed there for a couple of days, okay, then it says, then it says, when it says it was on the Mizbah, that was written by Amos, Amos lived before Yehazkel. So how can Amos say that the Shekhinah was on the Mizbeach? The Shekhinah was still on the crew in Yehazkel's time. So he says, You have to say Amos was prophesizing on an event that was going to happen in the future, meaning in the times of Yehazkel. Which you have to say that this was an order. I mean, it started on the, the inner Kodesh Kodeshim and slowly rose up and went out and ended up uh, in the Midbar. Comes the Gemara. Three lines from the bottom. Amar of Yohanan. Shisha Kodeshim Mitakeva Shekhinah Yisrael the Midbar. When it went to the Midbar, it says the Shekhinah remained there for six months. Shemmi Yahzeru B'Tshuva. Maybe the Jewish people make the Shuva. The Jewish people did not repent. Amar tipah. Let their souls be obliterated, destroyed. The eyes of the Rishayim should be destroyed. Which means, and they will lose. Manos, their, their, their safety, their, 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 their ability to escape, they lost it. I mean, God is going to destroy them from them. And their, their hope, their hope is going to be the destruction of the soul. And connected the ten 
travelings of the Shekhinah, Galta Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin also went into exile, but this is Megimara. This is from tradition. We don't have Pesukim actually to, to prove this, but the tradition teaches this. She just says in the Pasuk over here, just to get the words, Umanos Avad Minham Ma'uzam. Their strength, Nistalik Mehim, was removed from Klayusfair. Now I started. Milishkat Gazit, that literally is the office of the hewn stone that was on Harabai. That's where the Ibn Ashtiyah was. That's where the, the, the place where, the uh, highest place over there where the Sinedin had their, their offices. They call it the Shkat HaGazit. Where did they go from there? Lahanut, to the store. What's the store? So that she says, Hanuyot Asu Lahim There was different stores that they would have on Arabayit. V'yashvu Sham. Now why did they do that? Lomar, Shelo Danu Dilein Fashot. As long as the Sanhedrin was in the Shkat HaGazit, the smaller courts of 23 were able to judge the Nefashot, capital punishment cases. For example, murderer has to go in front of a judge of the court of 23 and they're able to give him capital uh, punishment. However, once the Sanhedrin leaves the Shkat Agazit, there's no more capital punishment judged anywhere in Eretz Israel. So the rabbis on purpose saw that there were many murderers. Murder became rampant in times of the first Beit HaMikdash. And... They saw they, they cannot judge all the murderers. Uh, otherwise, everybody's going to be in uh, court. It was, the, the, you could not handle the cases of the murderer, murderers in Klai Israel. So in order to stop the judges from judging, because they couldn't judge all these cases, so they moved their offices. Once they moved their offices to the Hanuyot, then already the other smaller courts were not able to judge the Nefeshot. So already you see the deterioration. So look at that sheet. She says, So there was a lot of murderers. They said a dream. All these actually were referring to the uh, second Bet HaMikdash. Okay, so that's the first second So the Masa'ot, the Shekhinah, was really a slow process. The Masa'ot of Shekhinah was in the first Bet HaMikdash. And then this happened in the second Bet HaMikdash, where the Sanhedrin started to, to exile themselves. Even in the second Bet HaMikdash, you had the Yerushalayim, from the stores, they moved to Jerusalem. Yerushalayim, the Yavne, that's right there, that's what we're proving, that there was Yavne. Yavne, the Usha. Now let's, get, let's catch the she right on top there. Yavne, the Usha, Kishayan, Nasi, Dar, Bo, Dipnan, Kevan Saitas Sadrin Ammo, Ushimistalek, who, Obenola Makomaher, Golai Shiva Harav. Which means when the, uh, when the Nasi of the Sanhedrin, when he would move to a different place, so the whole Sanhedrin would move with him. Yavne Bibet of Yohanan. So Yavne, who was in charge of Yavne, is where Yohanan lived. So therefore, that's where the Sanhedrin moved to. Usha Bibet of Bangam Deir. Okay? So then when Rabbi Gamliel was in charge, they moved it to Usha. Now that's to give it continues. Keep one finger on that sheet. They went back to Yavne. After Usha. That was in time of Rabban Shimon, the son of Rabbi Gamliel. Then they went back to Usha again. So there was a back and forth, Yavne Usha. Usha, the Shifaram. Okay, that's another place. 
ומשפרעם לבית שערים, ומבית שערים לציפורי, ומציפורי לטבריה. So according to this Gemara, Tiberia was the final exile of the Bet Din. Rashi says, Bet Sharim, Sipori, and Tiberia, Kulan Bimir Rabbi Havu. That all happened in the times of Rabbi Rakadosh. Because we have a Gemara that says, Ahare Rabbi, the Bet Sharim. When you needed a judgment, you went to Rabbi in Bet Sharim. Veshuv Kishahala, when he got sick, Rabbi, so who did he call? Sipori. They took him to Sipori, because Sipori over there was in the. Mountainous ranges over there was the healthy air for him, so they brought the Sipuri. And when Marcus Aurelius was the uh, Caesar, so that's when uh, the Bedouin was living in Tiberius. So to the Beer of Kadosh, who was the head of the Bedouin, he had three different locations in his uh, career as the Nasi. Which means that all the different travelings of the Sanhedrin, the lowest depths. The Sanadim was on, that's when they were in Tiberius. That was the lowest the level. Shneemar, like the Pasuk says, Veshafalt me'eres t'daberi. Veshafalt, meaning they became low, me'eres from the, uh, from, the, uh, from the land. That was referring to specifically when they were in Tiberius. And the end of the Pasuk says, Abi el Hazar Omer, he says no. The Sanhedrin only exiled themselves or moved six places. Shneemar. So we have the pasuk. The pasuk says, Ki heshach yosheve marom kiryan neskaba yeshpilena yeshpila ad eres yagiena ad afar. This is all talking about the lowliness and the falling of the Sanhedrin. And there's six different languages that are used. So let's get the uh, one at a time. Now she says, Shesh galuyot, hasha hada. Hasha meaning they were, they were brought down or pushed away. That's one. Yeshpilena, they were lowered. That's two. Yeshpileha, tlat. Aderes, arba. Yagiena, meaning they reached a low point. Hamisha, adafar, shesh. So you see over here the six terminologies in the Pasuk refer to the six lowerings of the Sanhedrin from place to place. We have, we have a Mahloket, it was it six or was it ten? Amar Vihanan, Umisham Atidim But God is going to bring back the Sanhedrin from the Afar. That's the lowest place that they were. Shereh Imar, Hitna'arim Afar, Kumi Shevi. God says Hitna'arim. Arise, or wake up from the Afar Kumi. Elevate yourself. That's referring to the Sanhedrin that went all the way down, so to speak, to the Afar. Okay, so that's that Gemara. Amar bi Yoshua ben Korcha. Bi Yoshua ben Korcha says, There was another Tekanat Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai made Rosh Bedin Bechol Makom No matter where the Rosh Bedin is Even if he's out of his offices where the Sanhedrin sits The witnesses for Kiddush HaKodesh You go to the Bedin I mean, You don't have to find where the, where, where the Abedin is uh, traveling 
you always go to the same spot, whether it's in Yavne, so you go to Yavne. Even though, say, the rabbi and Yohanan was somewhere else uh, at the time, the witnesses don't got to go to the Yohanan. They go to the, to the Va'ad. And she says, Really, we learned that the Abedin is the one that has the same Mekundash. So therefore, really, he's the key. The regular rabbis of the sin, they can establish the Beti without him. And the logic is, we don't want to matriach the, uh, the witnesses. Now they're going to have to start uh, running after the, the Beti. They're going to get to the Ba'ad. The Ba'ad is going to tell them, no, the Beti is uh, over there. Now they're gonna have to go find them, so they're not gonna they're not gonna want to come anymore. They made it to canalis and witnesses make it very easy. You always gotta go to the betin, wherever the betin is. I but the rosh betin is not there. Don't worry, the lasabus rosh chodesh without um comes together and says, "Hai itita." It was a lady. The azmenua lidina, so they summoned her to the court. Kamed the amemor ben ardei. Amemor's court was in Bavel, in the city of Nardei. So she was summoned to the court. Azal Amemor the Mehozah. It happened to be Amemor wasn't in Nardi'a at the time. He went to the city of Mehozah. Velo Azla Batre. And she didn't go after him. She went to Nardi'a. The rabbi wasn't there. He said, I'm not going to Mehozah. Katav Petiha Ilava. So he wrote a paper of Hirim against this lady because she's in the contempt of court. When someone is summoned to Beddin and doesn't show up to the Beddin, so they write a, uh, a letter of Hedim, excommunication, on the person. So that's it. She's excommunicated. She's in contempt. So what are you doing? So what are you talking about? Do we learn in the Mishnah that the witnesses don't have to travel after the Abedin? They go to the Ba'ad. They go to the, uh, to the, to, to the court. The court's in Narda'a. So what are you putting on Hedim for? She came to Narda'a. She doesn't have to come to follow you to Me'uzah. That's only regarding because if we're not going to accept them in the place of the Vahad, you're going to shield them the next time, they're not going to come. Because they're going to come along and say, oh, we're going to go to the Vahad, they're going to tell us, uh, go somewhere else, go find them. That's why you can do it in the Vahad. However, when it comes to a person that owes somebody money, that was the case of the lady, was being taken to court by her creditors claiming that she owes money. When it comes to that, Eved Loveh The Loveh is Eved to the Malveh, the person mm. says, which means the one that borrowed the money, he becomes a servant to the Malveh, which means we don't make it uh, easy. We bring him to wherever the Malveh wants to go to the court. The law is that the Loveh has to has to follow. Then we don't make it the easy film. We're not looking to he's he's Ivan the Nove. She got to the Vahad, I'm not here, I'm gonna go somewhere else. It's not we don't we don't give the Nove the dispensation of the uh of the Adeh Ahodesh. Based on that, uh Pasuk the Ish Okay. Comes Gibran says When the Kohanim go up to make Berkat Kohanim, 
to the Dukhan, right? Then I'm not to go up wearing shoes. This is one of the nine takanot that the Yohanan ben Zakai established. Now, what's the reason why he made this establishment? The Kohanim cannot wear their shoes. Because they were concerned that in the middle of Birkat Kohanim, one of the Kohanim is going to notice that his shoelaces are untied. So he's going to bend down and start tying his shoes. So what else? Untie his shoes. No. The people are going to see that one of the Kohanim is bending down during the Kohanim and is not making Kohanim. So they're going to say, oh, must be his pasul. Must be he's really not a Kohen. And well, maybe something happened to him. They, they, you know, his Kiwana is, uh, is defiled. And therefore, they're going to start speaking about the guy. So therefore, you can't wear shoes. Why? Because of the issue of the laces. And then the rabbi said, you know, no pluk. Whether there's laces or not laces, all shoes are asud uh, for, that, uh, for that purpose. As she says, right, she just says, Masikat Sotat gives the reason, and that is the reason. So it comes out, according to the Skimarat of Yohanan ben Zakai, has made nine takanot. Sheet the hyperka. Six that we learned in this pedic. What are the six takanot that Abu Hanan ben Zakai? We learned them all already. What are the six takanot that we learned that Abu Hanan established? So that she says, Hada hai. Well, one we just learned, the Kwarin takanot. The Hamesh de Batitin. Let's go one at a time. Hitkin shoot tukain. Takana was that on Shabbat, Rosh Hashanah, they would blow the shofar in Yavne. Or in the Beddin, depending on how we learn the Tekkan of Rabbi Hanan, that even though the Beddin was destroyed, he established that in Beddin you blow the Shofar. She'el Lulav Nital Shiva'a. After the destruction, the Lulav is seven days in, outside of, of the Beit HaMikdash. Ve'she'yom enef kudo asur. Right? The second day of Pesach, after the Beit HaMikdash, the whole day is asur to eat Hadash. Ve'she'yom ekaberim kol ayom. That they accepted testimony for Rosh Hashanah the entire day. Right, only in the parts of the Beit HaMikdash they accepted the witnesses until Minhad time, but after the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, they went back to accepting the witnesses all day. Like we just learned, that the Edim only have to go to the Vahad where the court is and not where the Abedin is. So that's five, plus the one of the Quranim is six. So that's six, but we've got to get to nine. So the Gebarah says, One we learned in the first period, well, actually, yeah, and that's Remember we learned in the Mishnah that Yohanan ben Zakai made a takana that the witnesses uh, could only be mehalel Shabbat for two months of the year, for Nisan and Tishri. When the witnesses are going to Yerushalayim to testify about the uh, new moon, so Minat Torah, they can mehalel Shabbat for all 12 months. However, he made a takana only to mehalel Shabbat for Nisan and Tishri because those are the months that the holidays are established, which means Pesach and Sukkot. So therefore that was the sixth Takana, uh, actually the seventh Takana, so we have two, we're shy two. V'idach, what's the other two? Shetani, Kodetanya, Ger shenit kayer a convert that converts bezmanazeh, Sarich shiyafrish roba lekino. He has to separate a Rova, which is a uh, half a dinar, that's the value, he has to separate it for his bird offerings. In the olden days, when a convert would convert, he needed to first accept upon himself the mitzvot, that's obvious. He would have to have grit milah, he would have to go to the mikveh, and also he'd have to bring a special bird offering, 
Uh, they call that the uh, kinim of the gid, uh, the bird pair. Now today, obviously, we don't have this. So he said, doesn't matter. Still, you do the bifirah, you do the mikveh. He's got to take the money that it would cost to buy these birds, put it on the side, mehirayim benebet the mikdash, and he'll go and he'll spend that money and buy the uh, buy the birds. So it says. That was the takana, that was the blaita. That was not the Yohanan's takana, by the way. That was the takana of the blaita, that why even Bismanazir, the gear has to separate his, uh, his money. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben El Hazar, Kivar Nimna Alea, Rabban Yohanan, Ubitlam ibn Atakala. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai came along and said, no, he does not have to do that. Why? He was worried about takala, and you're going to have this money. This money is consecrated money. No, wait till the Beit Abedash is going to get built, where why he's going to spend it. He spends the money on the Vrecholim to use the money unlawfully. To be honest, it's not a good idea to separate money for Korban because it might come to a takala, to a uh, stumbling block. Look at Rashi. Sadiq Shiyafrish Roba Lekino. Roba Shekel, which is the quarter of a Shekel, the Ainu Hatidinar. The Hen in the Meken. That's the price of the birds. Kedetnan, Abdu Kenin Boba Yom Brivataim. Shagir Hayab the Korban. Kedetanya, kachem kager yek avotechem. Ma avotechem on chosnu bit ela b'mila v'tpila barzad damim. We just like the Am Yisrael entered the covenant with Borei Olam with the b'mila with the b'mila barzad damim. We were with blood, the sprinkling of the blood, barzad damim and the sprinkling of the blood. The chiv vayikach Moshe tadam. He took the blood of the korban vayizrok. He sprinkled it on the people. The ena zav and not the b'mila, and we also were sprinkled ourselves with the blood for tahara. That means we must have went to the mikveh because you, you don't get sprinkled with the blood unless you went to the mikveh. So we know mikveh implicitly. Okay. Then she just says over there, and therefore they bring this korban. Maybe he's going to come and use it, benefit from it. Oh, so that's number eight. So we got one more takana. The Idach, what's the ninth? Kluktad and the Papa of Nachman Baritzak. Actually, Machloket between the rabbis, what the ninth one was. The Papa Amar Kerim Rebai. It's referring to the Kerim Rebai law, which we'll see. Rabbi Nachman Baritzak Amar Lashon Shazeorit. It's referring to the red uh, string, the crimson wool. The Papa Amar Kerim Rebai. What is this referring to? I got the map to Ditnan over here. Ditnan Kerim Rebai Yaolel Yerushalayim Mahalach Yom. Which means we have Kerem Levi. Kerem Levi is like Maser Sheni. In the fourth year of a person's tree, the fruit over there is Kodesh. What does he do with the fruit? He takes it up to Rushalayim and he uh, eats it. Now, of course, just like Maser Sheni has the ability of redemption, which means if you don't want to bring it up to Rushalayim, you have the ability to redeem the fruit on a coin and take the coin up to Rushalayim and spend the uh, coin on the food over there and eat the food in Rushalayim. Now, according to the Torah law, so long as the person is even one step out of Yerushalayim, he's able to make pidyon. However, they made a, uh, a takana over here that if a person is within uh, one day's walk to Yerushalayim, pidyon is not an option. You must take the food up to Yerushalayim and eat it in Yerushalayim. And the only time we can give you the option of pidyon by Kerem Rebahi is people that are one, one uh, day's distance uh, away. The Gemara gives you the borders. Vezuhi tehuma elat. Min Darom in the south. The cutoff is Elat. The Akrebet min a Safon. Lud min a Ma'arav. The Yarden min a Mizrah. 
What's the reason? In order to adorn Yerushalayim with fruit. Now, how is that going to adorn Yerushalayim with fruit? Very simple. Because now that everybody's bringing up their fruits, so now much less people have to buy fruit because they have their fruit already. So therefore the market is going to be filled with fruit of all the vendors that are not selling their fruit. That's one interpretation of Kedil Everybody has their own fruit. But if they bring their money up, everybody's got to buy fruit, so there's no fruit in the marketplace. We want you to start to look good. When you walk into the market, you see the fruit, beautiful. Another explanation is, oh, since everybody's bringing up their fruit, Yerushalayim, so then we have a lot of fruit in Yerushalayim. It's, uh, it's beautiful. You're adorning the city. Betanya, we have a story of Raita. Kerem Reba'i Ayal Rabili Ayazir, Bemizrah Lod. The east of Lod, which means closer to Yerushalayim. So then he was within one day. Lod was the border. He was in the east of Lod. So he's, with, he's, he's between Lod and Yerushalayim. So he's within the border. Besad Kfar Tobi, in the place called Kfar Tobi. Ubi Kers, Rabili Ayazir, Lafkidon Anin. You don't want to take the Kerem Reba'i up to Yerushalayim. So you know what he's going to do? I'll make it if Kers. Make it if the Anim will take it. The Anim will take it to Yerushalayim. He wanted to absolve himself from the Hayyub uh, of going up to Yerushalayim. Simply made it Hefker. That she says she isusham perot miyuchlam sham shaya alav Torah halachalotam. It was a Torah for to to take them up. Amru lo talmidav. So the students came to Rabbi Yehuda. They said Rabbi, kvar nimnu haverecha alav etiru. Already your friends voted. And they allowed it, which means even though you're within a, a day's distance of Yerushalayim, you don't got to bring it up anymore. You can make pinyon and take the coins up. Don't, uh, don't worry. And who's the friends of Rabbi Yehazir? Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai. So you see Rabbi Yohanan, he undid the Gezra. What was the logic? Very simple. Rabbi Yohanan lived at the time of the destruction. After the Khurban Bet HaMikdash, the whole Yerushalayim was in shambles. So now we're going to start adorning Yerushalayim with fruit? The whole, the whole city was Babirut. So what, to, to, to make it beautiful? You couldn't make it beautiful after the destruction. So therefore, there's no purpose to make people come up and, uh, you know, with their uh, kid in the valley. So therefore, he made it takara. As long as you're one foot out of Yerushalayim, you can make the pinjom. But what do you see over here? That so Abba Yohan made it, it a takara of kid in the valley. What was this takara? That we, he, he rescinded the decree of the one-day rule. So that's number nine, according to the Papa. Now we get to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, Barit Hakamad, Lashon Shazorit. It's referring to the red crimson wool that we learned in the second Yomah. The Tanya, Barishona, you Koshin, Lashon Shazorit, Al Petach, Olam Bachot. Originally on Yom Kippur, they would put a piece of this red crimson wool on the uh, door of the Ulam, of the antechamber of the Bet Hamidash, outside, so everybody could see it. So when the Asa'il Azazel was thrown off the mountain, Miraculously, it would turn white, and everybody would know that their sins were forgiven. Hilbin, Ayusimihain. Well, when it turned white, everybody was happy. No Hilbin. When it turned, uh, when it didn't turn white, Hayu Atsebin. So everybody was depressed. Now, the issue over here was, uh, they were more concerned when they were happy. When they were depressed, it's good, because that would cause them to make the Shuvah. But when they were happy, they would be complacent. It's the middle of the Dev over here. So once they would see it's white, so they would let out this, okay, it's, it's kaparat avonot, we don't, have to, we don't have to pray anymore. So therefore the rabbis were concerned that this was causing the people, uh, you know, to be confident. So they made a takara, now we're going to put it on the inside, so nobody can see it. 
What were the people doing? They were peeking through, and they were cheating, like, you know, to see exactly what happened. If it turned white, they were happy. So they made it they made a new takana that we're not putting it in the Beit at all. The guy that takes the messenger to the to the side to the mountain, he takes the string half and he puts on the uh, horn of the animal, and half and he puts on a rock that's next to the uh, mountain, and that, that's how they would tell. So therefore, that's the ninth. That's the ninth takana. Uh, I was the takana of the Yohanan ben Zakai. So comes the Gemara and says, "Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, my time alone, my kira papa. How can Rav Nachman just go like Papa? Can he just go with the kira of the Ba'ilo? Amalecha, Isa katatak Rabban Yochanan mitakai, chaverav de Rabbi Yehazir mihava lavohava." Very good. The Gemara tells a, a, a story over there. Right? The Gemara says, "Who's the story?" Rabbi Yehazir. He was within a day's distance of Yerushalayim, and he didn't want to bring the goods up, so he made it afkir. So it says the students came to to Rabbi Yehazir and said, ah, "Your friend already was matirit." So the Gemara, who's the friend of Rabbi Yehazir? Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai. Can't be. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai was the rabbi of Rabbi Yehazir. So you got to, you got to, that's not the story. Because all it says is your friends were matirit. So the Gemara, who was the friends? Now this is conjecture. Who was the friends? So the Gemara says, the Papa says, "Oh, it's uh, uh, Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai." So it comes from Nachman and says, what are you talking about? Rabbi Yohanan, the guy was the friend of uh, Rabbi Yehazir, was the rabbi of Rabbi Yehazir. Oh, Vidah. Oh, so what is, how does the papa learn? Kevan de talidim havu, lav orach ar'ah, lememra lelirabeh rabach. Since it was the students that were talking to Rabbi Yehazir, it's not that it's for them to say, you're a rabbi. They're talking to their rabbi. So as if to say, they're the students. It's not proper to tell the rabbi, your rabbi said, then for out of Kavod to the Bidah, they said, your colleague. Even though he really wasn't the colleague, but out of Derek Heritage, you could do that. Okay? Then a papa, my ta'amalu amakir of Nachman Baritzhak. How come the papa doesn't learn that Nachman Baritzhak is the takana with the, uh, the shots of the urit? The, the red the string. How come he doesn't learn that? Huh? How could it be anyway? How could it be? So you read the Gemara. Amalekha, is al kadatak. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, if you tell me Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai made this takana, Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, me have a shot to Zeorit? Was there a shot to Zeorit at all? Now, Rabban Yohanan lived in the times of the second Beta Mikdash. There was Beta Mikdash, it was destroyed in his time, but there was Beta Mikdash. But the problem was there was no shot to Zeorit. Why? Ba'atanya, kosher otav, shir Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, me have a sim shana. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai lived a full life, 120 years. Mem shana, asak the prakmatia, 40 years he worked in business. Mem shana lamad, forty years he learned. Mem shana limid, and forty years he uh, he taught. Now, v'tanya mem shana kodem shir chayav abayit. Forty years before the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, lo ayad lashon shel zehorit malbin. It never turned white anymore. For forty years already, ela maadin. It already turned. Red. Every year for the last 40 years, it turned uh, red. Okay? Vietnam, and we learned in the Mishnah, Mishakarav Abayit, when the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, Hitkin Aban Yohanan ben Zakai, which means all the Tekanot of Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai were really done after the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, now you're telling me over here that uh, 
he did it, uh, he made the stakana, could have made the stakana. Because the time of Yohanan ben Zakai, there was no, uh, which even if you want to tell me it was done before, that was all red. It never turned uh, white. What was the stakana? They're going to put it on the, uh, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to see. It was always, always turning red. So the Gemara of Vietnam, it's not to make that. Uh, so what is the other rabbi going to say? That's the way Rav uh, Papa is going to say, well, I didn't like Rav like, like Nachman. Again, if Papa learned, Kirib Rebbe'i. Rav Nachman learned, it was the Lashon Shazerit. So Rav Nachman, the Esra and Rav Papa, I can't even say like Rav Papa. I'm going to say like Rav Nachman. So Rav Papa will say, because historically that can't be. Because already at the end of the Yohanan, when he's making his Tekanot, they were done after the Beit HaMikdash. And 40 years before the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, there was nothing to talk about. Or there was always turning red. So when he made a Tekanot, to put it over there, because the people were seeing it, not seeing it, and it was always red. So comes the Gemarad says, V'idak, what does Amnachan say? Otam arba'im shanat delamad, which means... This happened, the Takana that he made, was not the 40 years, the last 40 years of his life. The 40 years when he was still learning, he was able to make Takanot. Talmid Yoshev Lefner Abu Haba, he was considered a student sitting in front of his rabbi, the Yohanan, Ve'amar Milta, and he said a halakha, Ve'istaber Tameh, and it made sense what he said, Ve'kavair Rabbeh Bismeh. And the Yohanan's rabbi made the Takana, but they called it the Takana of the Yohanan Ben Zakai, because it was his idea. Now, look at that sheet. Vetran, two lines on the bottom. Mishahara betamikdash et kin takanot. Alma, leachar ha-churban haya ha-shana o-shtayim. Vekevan da-arbaim shana kodem churban. Lo ilbin al-ashom biyom kipurim. Nimsas shelo ilbin betok shenotav ha-haronim. Which means at the end of the Yohanan's uh, life, when he was teaching, that's when he made his Tekanot. We assume that his Tekanot were made in the last phase of his life. <laughs> and the Yohanan obviously made Tekanot after the Beit HaMikdash, one or two years. And therefore, obviously in the last phase of the Yohanan's 40 years of teaching, nothing was going on for a Tekanot to make on the, uh, the red string. So that's Kibbutz says, no, he made Tekanot even in the learning years of his life. And therefore, in his learning years of his life, it was still turning white. Some years would turn white, but there's a turn red. And then we explained to his masters, teachers, and listen, it's not a good idea to put it uh, in the Hechal, uh, because people are seeing it, and they're getting uh, depressed, or they're getting happy. And therefore, he was the one that gave the idea to his rabbi. That's why his rabbi said, oh, we're going to call this the Takana of Yohanan. And she says in the top, the Kabo Bishmeh, Limnotayim, Shat Takanotav, Ulachitana, Tesha Takanot. So it's really eight Takanot of Yohanan, one of his rabbi, but they uh, they put it in his name, and it happened at the time of his learning when he was at Talmud. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen. Amen. Amen.